opposite of love bombing. <laughs> love detonating. Love detonating. No, it's hate detonating. Coined uh, it. You heard it here first. Don't love bomb. Hate detonate. <laughs> Welcome back. We are sometimes Chibata Slaps. I'm Mac. I'm Jubes. And today's topic, we are going to be touching on love bombing. I guess we should say happy love month, everyone. Yes, it is February. It's February. We will... We're focusing, like, a lot of yeah. our topics for this month are, like, focused around love, yeah. um, but not in, like, the nauseating shove romance down your throat kind of love. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, because, like, we're talking about love bombing. That's not really, like, a happy thing. Yeah. But, like, yeah, I don't know. It's still, it's important to know. Yeah, no, so we have love bombing this week, and then I guess next week is Valentine's Day when we release. Yes. And so we're going to put our book club episode on that day. Yes. Uh, and so that one's How to Love a Porcupine. Yes, I'm excited. And then we'll be doing, um love bombing or um self-love <laughs> and then the types of like dependence and yeah stuff. And like are for codependence independence interdependence inter- yeah yeah to kind of end the month off i don't mm-hmm. know which weeks those will come out but that's what we have lined up mm-hmm. which is pretty exciting that's our plan so yeah get excited for that yes um how are you doing mac i'm good i was just trying to think of like if there's anything i have to really catch up on i've just been hibernating yeah i've been like in head down focus mode like if i'm not doing something for the podcast then i'm working on school or if i'm at work or i'm working out like it's just yeah it's been chaos so my life hasn't really been anything noteworthy that's fair to talk about that's fair who are you i experienced serotonin for the first time in like (laughs) so many months this week (laughs) the energy difference I'm like, yeah, literally like, chill and focus, and you're like, serotonin. <laughs> Finally, I've been missing you. <laughs> literally, it was so nice. I was like, I'm just happy. And it's just, that's what it is. And I didn't yeah. have to work for it, and it just happened. And I was like, this is beautiful. So, do you think it has something to do with like, the nice weather right now? Or, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, it's kind of nice out. So, yeah, I'm uh, I'm happy now, which is nice. But, yeah. Seasonal depression. <laughs> and that's on sad. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was really nice because I had a really bad migraine. And I was like, wow, I love this game. And I had to go to work. Um, and then my migraine went away, thanks to Advil. And then I was just like, oh, my goodness, my head doesn't hurt anymore. I'm free. And it was just like the rest of the day just kept getting better and better and better and better and better. And I was like, this is amazing. Oh, that's fantastic. And then Bryce and I got home at the exact same time, which has never happened before, and just made me so excited for some reason. That's exciting. I know, because I was like pulling into the garage, and he was like pulling up right behind me. And I was like, I thought that was you. And he's like, I thought that was you. I was like, oh, my God, we're adorable. (laughs) (laughs) yeah so cheesy kind of dumb but then yeah it's been good and then i spent all day today cleaning um our old apartment 
because by the time this episode comes out, our we don't have it anymore, but it's kind of disgusting, so that was a lot of fun. Your life is so much more interesting than mine. It's one day. <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. Oh. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. Serotonin, what a beautiful thing. Yeah. What a beautiful thing. We love hormones. We'll be talking more about hormones eventually. Yeah. I want to dive into a tad of neuroscience. Well, and then I was like, oh my goodness, because the days that I experienced the serotonin, I was on the placebo pill for my birth control. So I was like, oh "Oh my goodness, maybe I just don't have uncontrollable hormones raging through my body that, but then I was like, this has literally never happened before. It's definitely just not my birth control. It's something else, but (laughs) (laughs) that's my life. Fun. And with that out of the way, I would like to say there's some trigger warnings for domestic violence and just topics of abuse in this episode. Yeah. So, buckle up. Yeah. <clears throat> just love bombing as a whole. It's not, we're not yeah, it's directly telling stories about abuse, but it's just like what you might experience in yeah. some kind of abusive relationships. If you've been love bombed or some of these descriptions like are triggering to you, don't like feel free to skip it we will not be offended mm-hmm. yeah but yeah we touch on love bombing a little bit in the relationships episode with alexa mm-hmm. um and we wanted to dive deeper into it because it's i don't know it's kind of interesting to be aware of mm-hmm. especially if you're in the dating pool because you might not even notice like if you are doing love bombing yeah right it might yeah. be an innocent thing if you have like, like if you have weird attachment issues yeah and so like we definitely do, i do talk about that or have that in my notes but it's like you can do it innocently you cannot know that you're doing it but that doesn't mm-hmm. ne- like it's the intention behind it is what makes it love bombing yeah but yeah so, so i guess to dive into it what is love bombing jubes it's basically when someone overwhelms you with loving words actions and behavior as a manipulation technique Mm-hmm. So, at the beginning of a relationship, it can look like a really positive thing because, oh my goodness, you just started dating this amazing new person who showers you with gifts and attention and, like, everything you could ever need in the world. Yeah. But it can turn into, like, gaslighting and abuse, and it's often very manipulative. That's the whole basis behind it. Um, and it's employed by a narcissist or a sociopath in an attempt to control you. Mm-hmm. So, we love that. Um And there was actually a study done that found that there's a correlation between love bombing, narcissism, insecure attachment style, and low (laughs) self-esteem. So that was fun. I was like, I got to include that. Um, I'm not a love bomber. I don't love bomb. I pull away. (laughs) I don't overwhelm. I pull away. What's the opposite of love bombing? (laughs) Love detonating. Love detonating. No, it's hate detonating. Uh, coined it. You heard it here first. <laughs> Don't love bomb. Hate detonate. <laughs> oh my goodness. Chaos. Oh, so good. Um. So yeah, like... So I guess, what does it look like and feel like then? So, <clears throat> it's very important to note that all of these things aren't necessarily bad but it's the intention that behind them that makes the love bombing toxic like people can shower you with gifts 
just out of love. But if they're doing it as a way to control you, that's when it turns into love bombing. Um, mm-hmm. They often do this to manipulate you into thinking that they love you so much that when they're abusive, you gaslight yourself into thinking that it wasn't them. Because why would someone who says all these things and treat you this way abuse you? Yeah. Um, yes. And so they often give you inappropriate gifts as a part of just like an over-the-top gesture. So that would be like sending dozens of bouquets of flowers to where you work instead of just like buying you flowers. And often their goal with love bombing is to um, manipulate you into thinking that you owe them something. So all of these gifts often come with a price, mm-hmm. whether you know it at the time. Yeah. Um, and so it may always be like, oh, I don't want to do this with you tonight. I want to see my friends. And it's like, oh, but I just bought you this like expensive necklace. Exactly. And you're like, I thought it was a gift. And now it's like has a price tag on it. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. Um, and so, yeah, like they can't stop complimenting you. But if they're like professing their undying love for you in a short amount of time, it can kind of indicate that their feelings might not be genuine and they are love bombing you. Because it's often, or it's very rare for someone to be like, oh my goodness, I love you, we're soulmates. Let's get married. Within the first, like, week. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's yeah. very, very fast. And, the t- yeah, the timeline with this also makes it different from just, like, a regular relationship where, like, with love bombing, it's often very intense, very fast, and, like, it just feels almost, like, out of control and very overwhelming. Whereas, like, in a real relationship, like... Yes, you can profess your undying love for them, but it usually takes you a couple months. Yeah. Or years or whatever to get to the point where they're, like, immediately there. Yeah. Um, And that can often sometimes, if you are dating a love bomber... Yeah. It can feel like... You can almost feel trapped in it sometimes. Like, you feel like you've been sucked into this, like, vortex, and you're like, I don't know how to get out of this now. And Yeah. I think that's why a lot of people tend to stick in these relationships for so long. Yeah. Because like, well, they haven't done anything directly bad to me or they haven't really directly done this or said this. And then it, it just takes one like really twisted situation before you're like, oh. Exactly. Or they're like, oh, every time they do X, Y, Z to me, they always buy me something after. So like mm-hmm. if they really didn't love me, they wouldn't buy me something, right? Like, yeah. Which that's not the great mindset to be in. Yeah. Um, they will often overwhelm you with phone calls and texts, like, to the point where they're, like, texting you good morning every morning, and if you don't reply immediately, they lose their ever-loving mind. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, with that, they want your undivided attention and then get mad when you focus on other people. So, mm-hmm. like Michaela said, like, if you want to hang out with someone else, they're going to lose their shit because why would you want to hang out with someone else when you could hang out with your love bummer? Mm-hmm. And side note, you can kind of see actions of this in, um, if anyone's watched Emily in Paris, like the newest season, oh, you can okay. kind of see examples of this with, oh, shoot, what's her roommate? Um, anyways, her, the boyfriend. Uh, okay. Well, and Alexa said, um, cause I was researching this with her and she was like, the Black Panther movie actually has really good examples of love bombing in it. The latest one. Hmm. So I want to watch that and kind of. I'm trying to think of where. Yeah, I don't know. I, I guess with the, the the underworld underwater guy, I wonder. Maybe I don't know. I haven't seen it, so, but I'd like to. Um, Mindy. Okay. Nicholas is um who she sees, and so you can kind of see it. 
in a sub- more subtle form on the show, whether they intended that to be the case or not. Yeah. But it basically, like, he was so infatuated with her, and then he'd get mad when she um, would be with her friends, or if he didn't like her friends, then she- he actually made a point of, like, icing Emily out and making Emily feel awkward about right talking to Mindy and stuff. So, well, it's just something I noticed when I was watching the season. I was like, ooh, yeah, they really... Yeah. They really built that character development with that. Well, and it leads into so many other forms of abuse where, like, they're isolating you from your friends and family so that when it gets really bad, you have no one to turn to, so you have to stay with them. Yeah. It's just like, another tactic to, yeah, isolate you, pretty much. Yeah. Um, yeah, and so with this, like, they try to convince you that you're soulmates. Um, they want commitment, and they want it, like, immediately. So often... They're going to, like, rush you into things and will mention marriage and moving in together so fast. And, like, they'll probably, like, propose really early. But, like, you're not actually engaged. They just want to, like, you're, like, secret engaged almost. Mm -hmm. um, Just as a form of control again. Um, This is the whole thing, like, yeah, the idea of, like, a promise ring. mm -hmm. Not that everyone's promise ring is that. I just think that's... I just think it's a really weird thought. For me, yeah. a promise ring is an engagement ring. Well, yeah, right? That's... Because <laughs> I really wanted a promise ring, because I just like jewelry, and I was like, Bryce, you need to buy me a ring. Um, mm-hmm. And he's like, Journey, no, I'm not going to get you a promise ring. Like, yeah, our relationship is the promise ring. Like, yeah. by dating you, I'm, like, promising that, like, we're going to get married or that I'm going to respect the basic, like, contract terms, or terms of our contract, basically. <laughs> Like, I would like to renew our contract every year. (laughs) Literally. This lease between us, the grocery shopping. That's what I'm going to do on our anniversary. I'm going to write up a contract and I'm going to be like, sign here to renew your lease. (laughs) And he's not going to sign it. And we're like, no, fuck you. He's going to burn it in front of you. Literally. That's funny. He'll be like, break up with me. Light it on fire. (laughs) Like, oh, no, I don't want to. Oh I got my. it notarized. <laughs> You're destroying legal tender. That's a felony. You're going to jail. <laughs> oh, oh my goodness! Don't do that. That's that is not that. I'm not advising you guys to do that. <laughs> but I just might. I'll let you know how it goes. <laughs> Um, okay so after they scare you with wanting marriage immediately they will get upset when you place boundaries and so when you try to tell them to slow down they are going to continue to manipulate you into getting what you want they're like well if you really love me you would be okay with this yeah that's a lot of gaslighting but it's uh, they go together yeah yeah i would say but like we're in love and i love you and i thought we were soulmates and just saying all these things that you might have agreed to when you were like, um, mm, this is a lot. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Definitely. Uh-huh. Yeah, well, we can get married. Yeah. Not thinking it's immediate. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're overly needy, so no matter how much time and attention you give them, it's never enough. Um, and so there was two questions in the article that were like, are you bailing on friends because they can't stand to be alone? They being the love bomber. Or do you feel obligated to answer every text because they gifted you that expensive iPhone? Mm. Which Michaela kind of alluded to is like, oh, are we hanging out because you bought me a pretty necklace or do I actually enjoy your presence? 
Yep. Yep. Um, and so, yeah, you get overwhelmed by their intensity and you never know what to expect from one moment to the next and feel pressured into seeing them around the clock. And you feel very unbalanced, kind of just like you're waiting for the other shoe to drop, which, yeah, plays into their intensity because you just don't know what to expect. Are you going to get the intense amounts of love or are you going to get the not intense amounts of love? Like, what person are you going to come home to? Yeah. So, and if you, and some questions you can ask yourself, like, to see if you are being Mm -hmm. the love bomber is... Are your smothering actions due to clinging to the relationship? Are you compensating for poor treatment of your partner in the past? Do you fear your partner will break up with you? Do you fear abandonment? Mm-hmm. Do you want to be viewed as a hero? And it might be hard to kind of reflect on that because, like, as you said, most of them, most love bombers of them, <laughs> of those, no, of most love bombers are narcissists or sociopaths. So a mm-hmm. lot of them do it with intention and as yeah. we're going to really hammer that one in there yes it is an intentional act yeah um but sometimes it can be like you might be acting in that a love bombing way without realizing it exactly and that's where communication and self-awareness comes into play yeah and so like a lot of like the questions are like from the insecure attachment is just like well you might just love bomb to make yourself feel more secure in the relationship but not knowing that it's not nice. Because mm-hmm. um, <laughs> I see these, and it's like insecure attachment style, giving gifts, and I'm like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I don't think. Yeah, I'm definitely not a love bomber. But in the you're sense. not doing yeah. it with the intention to manipulate no, or control, right? No, like not that's at all. where the whole like difference comes. You can do it with genuine yeah. love. I bring gifts for people because I like giving gifts when yeah. I see see something I think of or whatever when I think mm-hmm. of them, but. <laughs> Yeah, it's just really funny to hear this, and I'm like, oh, it's me. I'm so glad that we did this after the attachment styles. I'm not. It's shook my entire existence. I love it. (sighs) I need to not, like, put so much weight onto it, but yeah. Oh, well. But yeah, so, like, what you kind of brought up is, like, can love bombing happen in friendships? Yeah. So, it definitely can, Um, but it doesn't really look any different than love bombing in romantic relationships um so the like the person might suddenly act like your best friend always want to do things with or for you they always want to hang out they're texting you constantly they never act like anything is an inconvenience they overshare personal information about themselves and they will info dump slash trauma dump in the hopes that it will fast track a close relationship with that person yeah. And so then I was like, oh my gosh, all I do at work is trauma bond with <laughs> <laughs> all of my coworkers. Are we love bombing? Yeah. But I don't think so because then I read a completely different um, Reddit post um, that kind of described a little bit more what love bombing and friendships looks like. And so. And I think many of us, before I jump yeah, in, like, I think you can think of friendships particularly. particularly in like junior high and high school where you you can pinpoint like oh this person didn't want to be my friend like truly like i didn't actually get along with them they're just like like, yeah i can think of a person like one or two people yeah when you say like love bombing and friendships i'm like that's what that was and i can distinguish that that is separate for what 
we had like at work because we got close within a few months but we were yeah. spending every single day together for nine hours exactly right and that's the thing like it was gradual over time yeah it wasn't like one day you came to work and you were like hey you are my best friend forever here's my entire life story yeah and i'm like okay cool and then you were like now you can never get rid of me you need to help me with all of this <laughs> it took time to get to that point no <laughs> <laughs> it happens it happens no, but it's like that's the difference between love bombing and like Hey, you wanna start a podcast and we have to talk together all yeah. the time? <laughs> I love bombed you into that. Hang oh out God. with me. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh that's funny. Yeah, but like they just um there's a difference between craving a connection with the person and the narcissistic tendencies that requires that are required for love bombing. Um, and so you, a way to figure it out, especially in friendships, is to pay attention to their relationship history. So do they have nice things to say about other people in their life? Or are they quick to cut other people down and blame them for their problems? If it's the latter, chances are that the common denominator in their problems is them and it's evidence of a narcissistic streak. Um, this is why we talk about, like, someone who, um, shit talks their exes. I mean, this is, this is more friendship, but mm-hmm. like, we're talking about, but, but still, in relationships, anyone who's just, like, everyone's psychos and that's why I have no friends and yeah. they're all the word. I'm like, you might be the problem. Exactly. <laughs> I hate to break it to you, but you were the common denominator yeah. in this shit in your life. Well, exactly, right? Like, right? yeah. Because um, I can spit facts, but sometimes people don't hear them. Rap um, God, Info God. Oh my God. I love that. <laughs> don't call me Rap God. Call me Info God. I'm beginning to feel like a research God. Research God. <laughs> if I knew more lyrics, I would add more. <laughs> but I just know the noises. All the people come to the front and the back. God, back up. <laughs> to rap like a computer must God. be my jeans. I got a laptop yeah, in my back pocket. That's, that's it. A pinnacle walk when I half cock it. <laughs> Word. <laughs> mm. rap god came on the other day in my car mm-hmm. and immediately i thought of you never in my life i've never listened to rap god with you like mm-hmm. but you just said that everyone was like knew you for knowing how to rap rap god but you couldn't actually rap it i just would make the noise and now forever <laughs> my life will think of like i will think of you for that song mm-hmm I know, I was, like, jamming out when I was, like, getting ready to record this episode and Rap God was on, and I was just, like, like towel-drying my hair, just, like, blah, 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 and I was, like, wow. <laughs> I was, like, doing my hair flips. I know, I was, like, like sections God. of that rap, I can't, like, say the whole thing smoothly, but... I know, yeah, I don't know, I can get the sounds out, and I'm trying to work on the lyrics, but, like, I remember when I was learning Rap God, and I was sitting in my bed playing parking simulator on my phone so i was like driving this car and i'd have to like parallel park them (laughs) yeah that's the nerdiest thing i've ever done with rap god on repeat in my headphones and i was just like learning the words while i was like parallel parking these cars because that's what i did in my free time i know he pulls like i'm a rubber i'm rubber you are glue in there too oh really i'm rubber you are glue everything that bounces off me sticks to you uh Oh, I wouldn't know. <laughs> uh, someone who is suing on me, what I got to get it through to you that I'm super that I'm a superhuman, super innovative everything I do. I remember you are glue. Everything bounces off me and sticks to you. Uh, da 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 da. 
something along those lines. That's what I. <laughs> Interesting. That's, what I, that's okay. as far as I got in that one. Yeah. But yes. I don't know. To wrap anyway. like a computer must be in my jeans. I've got a laptop, laptop in my, my back, back pocket. pocket. I panic walk when I half cock. Got a laptop in that rat pocket. <laughs> Maybe we're gonna kill an outfit. Um, anyway, <laughs> copyright. <laughs> we can now sing up fifteen more seconds. Um, <laughs> oh my goodness, Eminem! I would love for you to be on this podcast. Um, what the heck would we interview Eminem about? I don't know, but I would love to just talk to him. It'd just be like, hey, Marshall. Like, <laughs> What's up? With a real slim shady, please stand up. Come to sometimes Javada's laughs. That cool because it would be interesting because I would like to interview him on being a white rapper and kind of revolutionizing the rap game and also being a single dad, but also growing up with the way he grew up. And then I'd like to see how his relationship with his mom affects who he is today and what he thinks about that. I wonder what his attachment style is. Avoidant? <laughs> or disorganized? Disorganized. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know, right? Like, yeah. we were both wrong about ours. Anyway. At Slim Shady Management Team. <laughs> Reach out to Slim Shady Management Could you imagine? I would fucking cry. That'd oh my so gosh. I, w- I would just shut up. Like, I literally, I would freeze. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'd be like, cool. This yeah. isn't real. <laughs> So, quick intermission. So, why is love bombing dangerous? Because it's a manipulation control tactic that occurs in the beginning of the relationship. So, they praise you, adore you, emotionally attach way too quickly, and they will use it as a tactic. Um, So, like, after a big fight or, like, even a breakup, they'll belittle you, and then they'll beg for forgiveness. They'll promise it'll never happen again, and then offer that overly grand gesture in the hopes of, like, winning you back. And it's a pattern of this, like, belittling, begging for forgiveness, promising it'll never happen again, and then grand gesture. Yeah. And so, um, in cases of domestic violence, the abuser will inflict abuse, tell you how much they love you, take dramatic actions to get back in your good graces to keep you in the relationship. They won't change their abusive behavior because they need the control, and the cycle will repeat, and they'll know that as long as they give you something good after, you will never leave them. Rewarding bad behavior. Yes. What's mm-hmm. the, like, um, negative feedback loop or whatever it is? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so with that, abusers will prey on the vulnerable, such as those who just got divorced, recently broke up, have low self-esteem, and often someone who just got out of an abusive relationship. It's a very common theme of people who move from abusive relationship to abusive relationship, even though they see, they like know what to look for and all the red flags and stuff. But the abuser is often narcissistic or a sociopath, so they know how to manipulate you into thinking, I'm not abusive, I will treat you better. And, and that's how they suck you in. And with, yeah, sociopath specifically, you can also mimic and mask a lot of emotion. Mm-hmm. Narcissists, it's harder for them to mask emotion. Yeah. But so they'll typically go more um, with these like grandiose, like mm-hmm. elaborate, like I'll buy you a boat. Exactly. And you're like, oh my gosh, no one could ever treat me as great as you do. You have so much money. Yeah. That's where a lot of those, those um, oh, scammers, I can't think of any of the names, but you oh. know all those like scammer documentaries? Like, um. Bad, what's it, was it Bad Mike or something? 
Do you know that one? No, I was Dirty John. <laughs> oh no, I haven't. Bad Mike, Dirty John. <laughs> <laughs> but like Dirty John, like he's like this, like sorry, skin. bad Mike copy. <laughs> it took me a second. <laughs> My computer was just warming up, and then she got there. <laughs> Dirty John, like he was just like this, like big, like elaborate personality, and he very much love bombed in order to keep control in the relationship. Wow. Well, that's even like the Tinder swindler. Yeah, right. Same, like, same akin concept. Like, yeah, he's like, I'll buy you this, this, and this, but you just need to give me this in return or whatever. Like, yeah, Tinder swindler was more scammy because he's like, I mean, he got them hooked and then stole all their money. Yeah. Or love bombing just wants mostly to like keep, just, you, keep you there. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, very similar. Like you, if you want to see the actions, like the 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 prequel <laughs> to the, the poor relationship. Yeah, that would be it. Mm-hmm. And then so like in the difference here is like to be in, like infatuated with someone mm-hmm. is like you're very passionate and, and you have a lot of admiration to for someone. But the key difference between the two is, like, the motivation. Mm-hmm. Again, we're just going to hammer that in. It's just, it's the motivation. Because when I was reading this, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, my gosh, do I love bomb? Mm-hmm. And then Alexa was like, well, are you doing it with the intention to manipulate and control people? And I was like, no. Yeah. But, like, what if I don't know that I'm doing that? Yeah. But, yeah. Someone I'm talking to right now, he, he said the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> the topic of love bombing came up. Okay, I would really like more context for this, please. <laughs> the topic of love bombing came up. Because this is someone who knows nothing about psychology, and I'm like, and you're talking to me. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, okay. Okay. Let me just, like, hit you with a bunch of stuff. Because um, I talked about love bombing. He's like, oh, what is that? And it's like, I'm like, oh, it's it's this. I gave the explanation. Yeah. He's like, he's like, I might do that. <laughs> a lot of my friends, who is like a lot of my friends say like I like buy too many things for girls and like do too much and this right yeah. away and and I'm like, "Well, are you doing it with this intent?" And he's like, "Well, no." I'm like, "Well, then you're not doing it. You just yeah. and fall quick." Right? Often, if you love bomb, you will not admit to love bombing. You yeah. will not have like you will not be able to say I am love bombing mm-hmm. out loud to people. Yeah. Like and you might know else, what you're doing, but <laughs> someone else I spoke to a while ago. Mm-hmm. Journey can agree. He was very much a love bomber. Yeah. No, he definitely was like really love bombing. I definitely remember that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I don't know for him. I don't know if it was intentional. Yeah. Um, cause I think it was a lot of like his own insecurity, but yeah. I, I remember like when you talk about everything being like very overwhelming right from the get go. Mm hmm. It was that. And that, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. It was just very intense, and I was like, whoa. <laughs> but I was also, I don't know, I liked attention. But, yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, and that's difficult, right? Like, mm-hmm. um, this might sound harsh, but, like, for someone with mm-hmm. an insecure attachment to be given... Which I didn't know at the yeah. time. <laughs> this is... When I tell you this has rocked my world, I'm trying not to make it a personality the trait. The light bulb just keeps getting brighter and brighter, <laughs> my guy. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, to be given that, like undying attention yeah is like it's what you want but that's also scary the power that they have yeah right because until it happens everyone thinks no i could never be in an abusive relationship yeah until you're in one yeah and you're like holy shit how'd this happen and i yeah i can think of a couple people a couple people come to mind Mm -hmm. that have very much fallen into the trap and like i can't help Mm -hmm. and it makes me sad that well, because until they see it, they don't want your help. Exactly. And that's the heartbreaking part. Yeah. Yeah. So, 
stages of this starts with like idealization, mm-hmm. uh, sweep you off your feet and schmooze you. And again, this is what like a very overwhelming, like first date might look like. Yeah, right? definitely. Um, and then the devaluation, the alternate between kind and cruel, um, in public, they're kind and loving and in private, they're abusive or vice versa. Yeah. Some, uh, one case of this that I can think of, he's really good to her in, mm-hmm. in private and not so nice in public or doesn't really care. Wow. That seems totally backwards. Mm-hmm. Cause but, yeah, because us- usually abusers want their abuse to stay fairly private. Yeah. So it's weird that that's the face he would show the world. And it's not like open abuse, but it's just like very like disinterest and stuff and very yeah. Well, it's, it's not physical, but it's like yeah. it's still there. It's just it's it's very odd to witness. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Mm-hmm. But yeah. in like the Dirty John scenario, mm-hmm. like he would very much like in I don't know public they would. Be this like power couple and da 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 da, and then in private it was like all the fights and stuff. Oh my goodness! Yeah, definitely not what we like. You should watch Dirty John. I think you would find it very intriguing. Is it on Netflix? Yep. Okay, I'll watch that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And so then, like, the last kind of like stage. These are kind of like love bombing, narcissism stages, kind of meshed, mm-hmm. which is discarding. So basically. Once you no longer are doing for them what you were doing for them, you're done. Mm-hmm. Like, without a thought, kind of. You're out. Exit d- stage left. Literally. It's just like, oh, you want boundaries? K, bye, bitch. Um, yeah. Um, so what What should you do after you've been love-bombed, Michaela? <laughs> <laughs> I guess, yeah, for, know that you're not alone, right? And, like, if you pushed away friends and stuff know that more often than not you will be able to go back to them or if people genuinely care about you they you will have support because a lot of time the people that you pushed away know what's happening before you know what's happening Mm -hmm. so when you come to them chances are they will be more than willing to help you yeah and then work on knowing your self-worth maybe take an attachment styles quiz (laughs) rock your world (laughs) (laughs) and just like and do your best to like build tools within yourself so that this scenario doesn't happen again. Mm-hmm. Um, know what to watch for and just become more conscientious of everything I went through. I'm sure yeah. there has to be um, like some support, like abuse support groups and stuff. I'm sure there's oh, definitely, yeah. resources out there, therapy, of course. But pr- yeah, like endless Facebook groups, probably mm-hmm. as well that you can, and yeah. like even Reddit posts, like. The one that I found for, like, friendships there, like, how can you tell when a friend is being, like, is love bombing? And there were so many comments and, like, answers and, like, so much explanation and support and everything that, yeah, so definitely, I don't know, Reddit's a tool. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, just try to surround yourself with things that, I guess, not keep you preoccupied, per se, but, like, give you passion and motivation and Mm -hmm. whatnot, so you're not as likely to fall back into this cycle exactly right if you have drive and motivation and self-worth and self-value then more often than not you'll be able to um i don't know scare off a love bomber so to speak they yeah once you like you're if as long as they view you as no longer vulnerable Mm -hmm. they're less likely to prey on you but that is such a difficult spot to get to especially if you have just left an abusive relationship yeah so yeah, just kind of 
just yeah, work on building your support and and I I truly think that finding a passion of sorts, something that you are really interested in mm-hmm. and that gives you life and a community. Yeah. Um will help you. And it could be your job. Exactly. Right? You could throw yourself into work and if you love the work and it's a good healthy scenario then it could mm-hmm. be it for you right because that's a positive um i guess coping mechanism i don't really want positive distraction positive yeah i don't know what the right word to say is there but yeah just to, to be with yourself and build up your community and even just like Mm-hmm. Know that your value isn't contingent on someone else. Mm-hmm. So you don't need to have this person in order to feel valued, even though that's, you're like, in mm-hmm. this scenario I have in my head, they've just left an abusive relationship, even though that's what they told you the entire relationship. Your self-worth doesn't change with who you're dating. Mm-hmm. Like Your self-worth is dependent on yourself. Exactly. And that's where, in some cases, professional help may be beneficial. In other cases... Changing your community yeah. might be beneficial. Get yourself out of the scenario where you fall back into these patterns and habit, like quite literally habit build. Mm-hmm. In if you want to break it down to the very foundation, what you're doing is habit building and yeah. unlearning bad habits and relearning new ones. Yeah. It's going to be hard. It's going to, um, yeah, a lot of unlearning. But if you surround yourself with your solid community, mm-hmm. then you'll be able to get out of it. But yeah wild and also a narcissist can be anyone in your life it can be your parents it can be your friends it can be your partner this love bombing applies to every single relationship that you can ever have Mm -hmm. so just like it's not exclusive to romantic partners Mm -hmm. so just be aware of that and if someone gives you the ick listen to that trust your gut <laughs> your gut knows a lot more than you think it does yeah your intuition is and she's spicy she's so spicy but we yeah. love her but so to wrap this up we are going to do a segment that's a little bit more lighthearted. <laughs> we're gonna try to make it lighthearted. yes i need to get a word first we're gonna do the word association game random okay. word generator word association game I'm ready to associate my words. <laughs> That's okay. not a good start. <laughs> so we've done random word generator, and the word we got is beach. 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 And I guess so we should say, um, don't think too deeply, Journey. Shut your brain off for a second. Okay. <laughs> Bowing down. <laughs> Word, random word, or this word association game. It starts with this word. We both have to say a word, and then we have to say a word until that relates to the previous word. Mm-hmm. Can I say this any more complex? Until we get the same word. Yeah. We said it. We did it in one of our first episodes. Yeah. I couldn't even pretend to tell, let you, tell you what episode that was. I feel like it was right before Alexa's first one. But we ended on like podcast sometimes you want to slap yeah and it, was really funny. it was really good i think we yeah. started with like black or something yeah okay beach so <clears throat> so beach okay okay three, three two, two one, one sand. dang it okay so now i have to find a word between sand and umbrella <laughs> three uh, two, two one, one summer towel. okay <laughs> three two <laughs> one swimming oh, oh close. Co- oh my goodness how am i gonna find pool. the same pool and swimming okay. um Three, Three, two, two one, one water. Blue. Oh. <laughs> Three, Three, two, two one, one tropics. 
shoot. Oh, no. <laughs> Three, two. Wait, 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 wait. I gotta think. <laughs> Three, two, two one. one. Resort. Pool again. No, that doesn't work. <laughs> I don't know. Green. Green's my word. So we've got what? Green and, and resort. Resort. A three, three, two, two one, one Mexico. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> this is just, we are not on the same we're wavelength. Let's get call? a different word because we're on sandals in Mexico. Which would lead us back to beach in my brain. Yeah. We already okay. said beach. Okay. We're I'm not very good at this game. <laughs> That's okay. Oh. Our next word is behavior. Three, two, one, person. Okay. Three, two, one, serial killer. Okay. Three, two, one, forensics. Oh. Oh. Can we name people in this game? <laughs> They're words. <laughs> they, I guess so. Okay, you're not going to get my next word. <laughs> What's your next word? Bite mark analysis? <laughs> yeah, no. I'm not going to get that. Um, okay, yeah. Hmm. I don't know. Forensics and Ted Bundy. That's how he was caught. Flight is our. We're going to try flight. Okay. Three, Three two, two, one, one airplane. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, wait. We can get it. We can get it. We can get it. Airplane and birds. What do they have in common? Three, Three two, two, one, wings. wings. Yes. <laughs> Take us out. I don't think that counts. Why not? Because you said, what do they have? Oh, well. I don't know. But that's what they have in common. You're trying to find something in common. I was going to say, like, air. 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 They've got an empty skeleton. They're both hollow on the inside. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. And on that note, this Uh, game is chaos. Yeah, we are not good at it, but it's fun every day. (laughs) Thank you for tuning in to Love Bombing. See. Hopefully you learned something. Hopefully it wasn't too heavy. I mean, I think our little M&M intermission (laughs) helped. Please don't get offended if we giggle our way through really serious topics. Uh, the serious things make me uncomfortable, so I try. I go to comedy to kind of make them less heavy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. we're trying to make everything digestible. So yeah, exactly. We don't want to bring you down and mm-hmm. need to decompress after every episode. But yeah, it is what it is. You know. Anyways, I'm. <laughs> <laughs> Mac Joy. I'm Miss Juves. We are sometimes Javada Slaps on all social media platforms. Yes, and we have a website. Yeah. Yeah. But sometimes yeah. Sometimes com, and that's where you can find all of our um, episode links and whatnot there. If you're having issues finding it elsewhere. Yeah. Okay. Like, subscribe, comment, rate, review, all of the things. Let us know what you like. Yeah. Keep what you don't like to yourself. <laughs> Just kidding. Kind of. <laughs> at me specifically. Yeah. At Michaela only. Throwback to our first episode. Yeah. Okay. It's been nice chatting with you guys. <laughs> hope you have a wonderful week. Yeah, hope the first week of February treats you well and you've got a hot date with someone or yourself for Valentine's Day lined up. Oh my god, it's a hot date with us. Yeah. I'll be myself. <laughs> you like, can hang out with me. <laughs> 
I told Bryce last night, I was like, are you going to ask me to be your Valentine's? Or I was like, you have to ask me to be your Valentine's. He's like, Journey, no. <laughs> We're dating. It's just assumed you're going to be my Valentine's. And I was like, yeah, but I still want to hear it. <laughs> oh, well. You guys can be my Valentine's. TTFN. Bye. 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 <laughs>